The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transformed their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning and welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And we hear so much from small businesses. I do as I travel around the country, uh, as I'm talking with the business owners that we write about, that it's so difficult to get funding. Access to capital ranks right up there as one of those challenges that I think is, is universal to small businesses. Yet, on, from, from the other perspective, we hear a lot about, especially community banks, who really want to be partners in the growth of the small businesses that they serve. And so today, we've got two people as guests, a banker of a, a local community bank here, and we also have a business owner so that we can hear the perspectives of both and find out what do we really need to do as small business owners to nurture that relationship with a banker, to make ourselves bankable so that we have that capital that we need to grow to the next level. So our guests today are Jeff Chambers, who is a partner at Altera Bank and the chief strategy officer there. And we also have Chris Wood, who is the owner of Page Technologies. Welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. This is something, like I said, that I hear all the time, and I'm hoping that you can shed some insight. I'm sure that you can. First of all, let's just talk about that whole idea of partnership, Jeff. Whenever um, a bank such as yours, or if you're out in the community and you're talking about being a partner in businesses growth, what does that mean exactly? And specifically as it relates to Altera, what do you do as a bank in that relationship to to help the business owners with their growth. You know, people think of I need a checking or business owners think I need a checking account, I might need a line of credit. But I know that Altera in particular goes above and beyond that. What is it that, that you do when you talk when you're talking about being a partner? Well, I mean one of the absolutely critical roles that we see of the banker, um, and, and as it, especially as it relates to entrepreneurs or entrepreneurship, is trusted advisor, right, or mm-hmm. or financial consultant, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, that for us is what it means. Obviously, a partner um, in your business, you know, in a in sort of the um, the legal sense isn't what. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not. That's not really there, but. Look, it's mutually beneficial for, for both parties if we have a good relationship built on trust and consultation, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the mistakes I see many early entrepreneurs make is they choose a bank based solely off of the, the, the next available window at the teller line, right? Yeah. And one, one of the most important pieces to evaluating your uh, uh, creditability as a business owner is character. And it's hard to build character when you've made your selection of a bank that way and you haven't started to establish a relationship with a banker. A banker has that uh, the ability at a very early stage to work with you on strengthening your financial statements um, and your projections. And when it comes time to borrow money, um, you have a rapport and you've worked with that individual banker 
um, who has, you know, bolstered your balance sheet. It's not, you know, a lot of times you see entrepreneurs look at, they'll believe revenue is cash flow, and that's rarely the case, right? So right. a banker is going to focus more on your balance sheet and the strength of that balance sheet than they are profit and loss, which a lot of entrepreneurs are worried about for, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that to me is is what partnership is. Um, it goes beyond that a little bit more in that, you know, we are able to provide, you know, traditional services, your um, merchant services, your checking account, obviously, um, and for the entrepreneur, the, their personal banking services and that of their family. So you really do sort of form this, hopefully, uh, lifelong partnership with an individual and their right. company. Yeah. Chris, as a business owner, you turn to Altera Bank to create the, the partner, to the trust advisor that you needed to grow your business first for um, our audience. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your business and then how you approached Altera Bank and why you thought Altera Bank would be a good fit for your business. Sure. Well, we are an IT staffing and consulting business uh, with a rather large presence here in the Kansas City area. And one of the intrinsic challenges of our business uh, is it's very cash flow intensive. Uh, And it's also very light in in a traditional uh, asset-based type of a model um, and by cash flow intensive, you know, we have 80 to 90 consultants out in the market that we pay on a biweekly basis, but we generally don't collect uh, any revenue on those individuals uh, inside of 60 days. Mm-hmm. So we've paid them three or four times without collecting a dollar um, right. from a billable right. perspective. So. What we were looking for when we approached Altera Bank was truly a partner that could understand the nature of our business in that it's not your traditional asset-based manufacturing type of or retail goods type of a business that has a a balance sheet that's easy to understand, Mm -hmm. Um, but, but more importantly, a partner that could understand, hey, we have we have a long track record, we have good tenure, we have good stability in the market, we have great customers, and really what we need is somebody that can help us grow. And by help us grow, they can be there to provide us with a line of credit or additional capital if that needs, if we need it to help grow the business. And, and really what we found in Altera was uh, an alternative to what we were finding in a lot of the traditional banking institutions in that you know, we got turned away a lot because we weren't an asset-based business, uh, right. and really some of those institutions didn't take into consideration how long we'd been around or who we were as people or what our background was and the fact that, gosh, we have been successful for a long time, and that really didn't carry a lot of weight with a lot of the other banks in mm-hmm. town uh, until we met up with Jeff and his team at Altera, and that seemed to be as Jeff alluded to, the, the character of the person carries a lot of weight, uh, which meant a lot to us, and, that, and that's ultimately where we landed. Yeah, that, that's so true. And I, I think it's very enlightening to a lot of the business owners that I talk with to hear that a bank is not a bank is not a bank, that certain banks are more open to certain types of deals, to certain types of industries that they play in or specialize in, and that, you know, just as – uh, Chris, uh, there might be somebody who's not an ideal client for you. There's often not an ideal match between banks, and you have to find that. So just just kind of briefly tell us, how did you go about your search? How did you uh, 
if, if somebody's out there thinking, you know, I, I either need to change banks or I'm looking for a bank because I'm a startup, what what advice would you give them to begin that search so that you can – what questions should you be asking yourself and should you be asking a potential banker? And, Jeff, chime well, in, too, from your viewpoint. Sure. I, I think it's it's interesting um, if you were to have posed this question to someone, an entrepreneur, even five years ago, I think the answer would be drastically different. I think the traditional methods are, especially for the entrepreneur that's starting a new business, they ask friends, they seek referrals from maybe other colleagues, they ask their family, where do you bank? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, this bank, they've done a great job. We've got our home mortgage through there. We do finance our cars through this bank. They've done a great job, and that's where you traditionally end up. What's interesting, though, in today's um, social media environment, it is really, really easy to tap entrepreneurs and business people at all levels in all areas of the country and really get a true reference point on some on financial institutions. And then you're getting you're getting relevant feedback, right? So mm-hmm. so where we started out was we talked to other entrepreneurs. We talked to other people that had been in our situation to say, hey, what are the banks, what are you hearing from the banks? Where would you go? Where are you now? Why are you there? And it was less about who finances your car and who finances your house and more about, hey, they've got some really uh, sharp-minded business bankers involved in the organization that understand business and aren't truly focused on the traditional uh, criteria used to evaluate businesses. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great answer, Chris. I actually have never heard anybody answer it with a social media twist like that, but you're absolutely right. With the prevalence of uh, LinkedIn and, and Facebook and so forth, you just throw a question out there, and it's amazing how many responses that you get and that you never would have had access to some of these people before. So uh, that, that's, very, that's a very good way to think about it. Jeff, um, from your perspective, same question. Yeah, well, Chris touched on it a little bit, right? I mean, a lot of times individuals, even at the startup phase, will just default to where they have their personal accounts, and that may or may not be the right fit. You, you mentioned something at the beginning, Kelly. You said you, you said it a couple of times, uh, what makes someone bankable. Bankable, and right. that is a term that runs through my industry often. And I'm not, I'm not trying to call you out at all, but it's also one that drives me crazy. Every sure. business, what a, what a banker means when they say an individual is bankable is an individual is ready for the extension and acceptance of credit, right? Yeah, well, exactly. the way we look at it here is, is that every bank or every business, excuse me, is bankable. Um, now, you may not be ready to accept debt service. Um, but you're bankable. You have, you know, uh, checking account needs or merchant services needs, things that you may need um, to fit your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you also need, again, back to that trusted advisor to help guide you and guide your balance sheet in the direction of maybe one day accepting credit. Um, so that's the one thing I would tell every entrepreneur is find a bank that fits your business and its strategy. 
it's not a one-size-fits-all industry. Just because it's on the corner near your house does not make it the right selection for your business. It may be fine for your personal account, but it doesn't make it right for your business. A couple of questions to ask those people when you sit down across from them. You know, what that banker that you're talking to, what's their authority? What's their decision-making ability, and what role do they actually serve within the institution? Find out, you know, based on the nature of your business. Ask the question, are, is this bank generally interested in the type of business I have? Do you have any other businesses that are in a similar line that I'm in? Um, th these are good questions that if that individual can't answer that and, and you know, has no level of authority, everything shifts up to, uh, you know, credit decisions go to somewhere out of state, and they're simply looking at, um, sort of the numbers, if you will, that they put together right. and whether or not it's a fit for them and the profile that that bank generally looks at, it may not be a good decision for you, um, and it may not be the right fit. And what you'll end up finding is, and what we find um, often, are individuals who have either gotten themselves into bad situations with larger banks that, that make out-of-town decisions um, or have been turned down by banks that just, you know, generally aren't really paying attention. I'll say larger banks that generally aren't really paying attention to the nature of the business. They're just simply looking at it as what's the best way to avoid risk with this situation. It doesn't fit. We're, we're sorry. Thank you. Um, and so they end up coming and finding their way to the, to a community bank like Altera and, and we, we're actually working with that individual and talking and working through the balance sheet and helping set up you know, the, the business in a way that makes sense for them so that they can get that credit, they can grow, they have now have a capital influx that they can go out and do what they need to do with. Absolutely. So as a bank, or excuse me, as a business owner looks into the future uh, and, and sees that they're going to have some needs for a credit line, for a, a loan, or some other kind of uh, capital situation, what are some of the things, what are some of the tips that you can give a business owner about how to prepare for that time? One, one of the biggies that I heard actually early on as a business owner myself, somebody told me, don't wait until you need the line of credit to go out and try to get the line of credit. You need to get it while you're, when you don't need it because, you know, you may not get it when you need it. So, so that was one piece of advice I got. But there are others, I'm sure, that you can, clue our listeners in about that they can do steps they can take to prepare them to ready themselves for accepting credit and for at that time when they're going to need it. And again, Chris, you too, if you have some special insights as a business owner, um, chime in as well. But Jeff, what, what would you say? Yeah. How can they take steps to prepare themselves? The, the first thing I'd say is understand the importance of the cash cycle. Um, I, I said it at the beginning, but a lot of entrepreneurs assume that revenues equal cash, and that's not always true. So focus on a good, strong, current, accurate financials and financial projections, your, both your balance sheet and your profit and loss, your net income. Um, those are the things that I find often. I mean, look, most entrepreneurs have nailed the strategy, right? They know the product or service inside and out. Um, they're carrying, you know, a ton of weight in terms, especially at the beginning, they, their sales, their PR, their marketing. Yeah. They're all these things rolled into one. And a lot of times the accounting function is what can I accomplish through QuickBooks, what could my spouse, my spouse keeps the books, so on and so forth, sure. or I have an accountant that I work with as well. Um, and that's fine, but you need to, in my opinion, as a banker and someone who looks to sort of mitigate risk and extend credit out to entre entrepreneurs, look, I need you to understand your financials inside and out. Um, I need you to be able to tell me, you know, what are your risks 
from external factors, things that you can't control. Um, what scenarios have you prepared for if um, accounts receivable goes down or you don't get paid during your, your, you know, your normal 30-day cycle if that extends out to 45? What impact could that have on it? So anything that affects – I mean, cash pays bills. So anything that affects cash within that orga your organization has the ability to be a real problem for you. You know, it is possible to grow too fast. Right. Um, so, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, I mean, those are the things that I think um, a lot of entrepreneurs, it's the boring stuff, like spending time with the accounting and the financial statements. But if you know those inside and out, you, have, you can prove to anyone, and not just a bank. Let's say that you have an interest in adding venture capital at some point in time, or whatever. They're going to ask the same types of questions that um, a banker is going to ask in terms of extending credit. So, you know, knowing your financials, how you're going to deal with, with rapid growth or slowed growth or some sort of event that has an impact on cost of goods, any of those things, you need to be prepared for all of that. It's not just. Doing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all, all of those it, things. And, and go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say what what I would add to that uh, might not be separate, although it might just be um, a bolt-on. I would say from our experience, uh, you know, buying companies, dealing with institutions, um, you do need to have your financials buttoned up, and I think Jeff covered the uh, corporate side of it fairly well, but I think also a lot of entrepreneurs fail to have their personal financials buttoned up. Uh, great, and a great lot of, point. You know, a lot of times the the company looks really good, but if you're asking for a loan or a line of credit and you need to personally guarantee that because you still have a fairly uh, young business, a lot of entrepreneurs forget about the fact that, wow, I really don't have my own personal financials uh, in tip-top shape. And, and you need to have that. That needs to be there, if only because it will give you peace of mind as an entrepreneur to know that, the company's in good shape, and personally, I'm in good shape, and you can sleep at night, if nothing else. Right. Um, no, that, that's an excellent point. And, in fact, even beyond the bank, if you have um, a, a large supplier, a lot of times, even beyond the bank, you have to provide a personal guarantee, and, and your suppliers will check your credit. So that personal housekeeping of your financials is extremely important. Yep. I, I think Jeff alluded to it, too. Um, you know, as entrepreneurs, we get – we get all wide-eyed and we chase uh, bright, shiny things and we forget to look about the potential downside of, of what could happen, what's the worst-case scenario that could happen in our business, and we don't plan for that. Uh, but, but bankers want to know that, and they want to know how we're going to mitigate that risk, and you've got to be prepared to do that. And as such, uh, especially if you're going to a financial institution, you need, to, as Jeff alluded to, you need to know your market. You, you need to know why you're actually going and asking for the money. Uh, because if you can't justify the need for the money, you're shooting yourself in the foot there. And then right. my last piece is I think almost as important as those two things because those those first two, uh, if your financials aren't as buttoned up or you don't really know the need, if you have a relationship already in place with your banker, they're going to help you figure those two things out Mm -hmm. and then decide whether or not they want to extend you that credit or make you that loan. But you need to have that relationship in place up front and keep everyone apprised of what's going on versus walking into your bank one day and saying, hey, I need $500,000 to make payroll or I'm shutting down at the end of the week. Right, exactly. That's the worst. Good luck that with that. <laughs> yeah, and so many times it happens because everyone wants to avoid 
right? Avoid facing the reality of the situation where you might need that money to survive, not to grow. Yeah, right. we we tell it's something. I guess it's something of an insider joke, but we talk about the three legs of the stool for the entrepreneur. You need a good accountant, a good attorney, and a good banker. But the only one of those three that you ever lie to is your banker. Oh. And so what what Chris is saying is exactly right, right? I mean, it, you're you should be. Bankers have no desire to take back collateral. They have an absolute desire to see your business succeed and grow and prosper. And so the the sooner you bring them into the conversation, the more likely they are to be able to work with you to avoid some of the, the pitfalls that a lot of businesses fall into. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I appreciate Chris mentioning that about having your personal finances together as well. That's important because the personal guarantee is sort of your check mark that mm-hmm. you're in as well, right? You're you're right. all in yeah, just the like game. the bank is all in and believing in you. So. Uh, those are those those are both important. The other, uh, real quick, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but okay. the other thing is know know how much you need. Um, a lot of times, entrepreneurs want too little, and that's actually not you know it's not going to to get them where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so know what the ask is as well. How much you really believe you need. Don't don't think that coming in and saying, well, what I what I think I need is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but what I what I could probably get by on is a hundred and eighty. Ask, you know, talk about the 250, what you really want. Yeah. No, that's a great point, too, because if you don't have enough, you're going to get caught short, and if you don't get the growth you anticipated, you're not going to be able to pay back the 180. So uh, you mentioned, actually both of you have mentioned about the importance of having a conversation and and essentially interviewing uh, potential bankers, not just taking the uh, bank that's on the, the corner or the one that's closest to your business for convenience. Because of technology, there are ways to bank and to take advantage of services for banks that may be clear across town, and and yet you you still feel like you have that relationship. And I know that Altera has introduced a program called Bank Everywhere. Can you talk to us about that, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, as an industry, we have traditionally avoided technology like the plague and 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 we have you know there are big there are banks all over Kansas City all over the United States that have brick and mortar retail locations all over right all dotting right. the landscape and as a new entrant to the market i mean Altair has only been around since april of 2010 we didn't have that brick and mortar infrastructure that we needed to be concerned with and so we, we went about it with a strategy of we are going to embrace technology and those who embrace it. We're going to focus on entrepreneurs, and we're going to get out of, their, out of the way of their ability to, to, do, bank, to do banking, right? We were going to sort of um, break down the barriers of – the traditional barriers of convenience. So, look, it's become something of a chore to go into the bank. A lot of people avoid it at all costs. I, I talk to people constantly who say, heck, I haven't been to my bank in, in – two years inside the bank, but I still do online banking and bill pay. And a lot of times as an industry, we fought against that. At Altera, we've decided, what's the point? Why why continue to fight against this? Let's embrace technology. Let's find a way to break down the barrier of of convenience or at least redefine what convenience means for people. So we introduced Bank Everywhere, um, or B, uh, which allows customers to – do obviously all the transactions that they would normally be uh, do, online banking and bill pay. Um, but we've also introduced the ability to uh, process checks uh, by taking a picture with their iPhone or Android phone um, and submitting the check that way or from a flatbed scanner in their office. We're committed to, to 
saying, don't, don't worry about coming into the branch. Let us worry about that. Um, you just do business the way you need to. And from a lending perspective, and you're talking about, you know, building a relationship, what we think we bring to the table is we give you the technology so you can handle the deposit side of your, the transactional side of your business on your time when you need to and from where you want to. Building a relationship with somebody, we believe that's our responsibility. So we get out of the office, our lenders, our bankers get out of the office and go see you. You'll hear all too often uh, banks that have a portfolio go south on, a, on the loan side and the, the first question is, when was the last time you visited the site? When was the last time you sat down with the entrepreneur? Oh, actually, it's been, oh gosh, it's been 18 months. Well, we don't believe that's good enough. We want to be on site. We want to be talking to the entrepreneur. We're happy to come see you in your space rather than asking you to come see us. So provide a good, solid, and, and trustworthy technology platform that lets you do transactional business when and where you want, and then commitment to get out of the branch as bankers and go see you, the entrepreneur, see how you do business, see, your, see what you're doing, and take a real interest in your success. Well, you both have provided numerous insights today, and I love the social media uh, uh, tip, Chris, about how to look for bankers using social media. And what a, what a phenomenal technology, Jeff, to be able to uh, take photos of your of your checks with your iPhone. Uh, as an iPhone geek, that, that's very very appealing to me. So. I, if anybody has any other questions they'd like to ask of either of you or uh, they want to come check out Altera or Page Technologies, how would they get in touch with you? How would they find out more about you? Chris? Yeah, you can find us at www.pagetech.com. Um, we're on Twitter, at PageKC, and we're on Facebook, Page Technologies LLC, or they can call us the traditional way, at 913-381-0600. Great. And, Jeff, how would they go about contacting the bank? Obviously, you can visit us at alterabank.com. Uh, we are on Twitter as well, at, at alterabank. Uh, we are on Facebook as well, um, which is just simply alterabank. Um, we, we have one location uh, in Overland Park at 135th and Neiman. We have another one in Lee Summit on Woods Chapel in 291. We're always welcome to uh, you're always welcome to stop by. You can call us at 913-681-2223, um, or you could send me an email um, at jchambers at alterabank.com. I'm happy to accept any questions that anybody has. Well, and for those of you in Kansas City who are listening today, uh, as Jeff said, they like to get out and about, and if you are out in the entrepreneurial community at all, you're likely to run into Jeff because he attends quite a few events, and so there's a good chance you'll run into him in person. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I really learned a lot, and I think our listeners did. Uh, we, we appreciate the time you gave us. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great weekend, everybody. You too. Good morning and welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.